Welcome to the 5am grind. Our mission is to create content to help you pursue your dreams in entrepreneurship or land that dream career. Tune in every week to get insights on mindset, goal setting, lifestyle, and exclusive interviews from leading entrepreneurs and business leaders across the country. Harris, what's up, man? Not very much. What's up with you? Uh, it's good. It's good. Can't complain. Uh, can't believe uh, August is almost over. September is here. <laughs> August is over. <laughs> yeah. 2021. Uh, I swear, 2020, 2021. Yeah. It just seems like both mm. of the years went by so quickly. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because we've been working from home. So every day is almost all the same. And it all blends into one thing. Yeah. But I think also if you've had a busy year, depending on what you're doing, I think time just flies by much faster. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if, yeah, if you've been up to things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting for sure. Any plans for the fall? I guess as 2021 um, wraps up, you got anything? Like personal plans? Personal plans, business plans. Uh, business plans, I think we're going to be coming out. I'm excited for this fall. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff that has been in the works for the past year or so. Yep. That uh, God willing is going to be coming out this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, just our program stuff that we've been programming, stuff that we've been uh, um, just working on marketing. A lot of the stuff that's happening in the firm. It's like the thing is, is that uh, with any business, when you see like a really good marketing campaign, really good feature, whatever it is that comes out, right? Yeah, um, service offering. Um, it's been with the company for some time before it actually gets to the public. So, and so that runway, you're constantly, you're solving problems. You're trying to figure out what's right, what's wrong. You're testing, you're doing a lot of things. And it's, uh, it's kind of been like that for us for certain services, um, serv- certain offerings for the past 18 months, I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. And, and God willing, we're excited that uh, in the next few months, we're going to be kind of launching some really interesting things. Nice, so, nice. What about you? Yeah, same. Honestly, quite excited. Uh, vertical CPA. Yeah. We're going to be marking, uh, we're going to be doing quite a few things as well, just in terms of marketing, uh, webinars. I want to create content for the accounting firm as yeah. well, just uh, videos about accounting questions yeah. that people have. Uh, so yeah, they'll be, they'll, I'll be doing that. Yeah. Creating content for the firm, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, okay, so for this week's podcast, I wanted to talk about uh, a topic that I've been giving some thinking as I'm launching, as I, you know, I'm working on my accounting firm, you're working mm-hmm. in your law firm, and that's the idea uh, about what the difference is between a generalist and a specialist. And I wanted to cover the following four questions. What's the difference between someone that we call a generalist and then a specialist? Are most entrepreneurs generalists or specialists? Would you become a specialist in a field early on in your career? And last but not least, what are the benefits of becoming a specialist? So when we ask that first question, what the difference is between a generalist and a specialist, what comes to mind for you? What's the difference between the two in your opinion? Um, generalist would probably be somebody who is working at um, 
At least, okay, so right away when you say journalist and specialist, yeah. I look at law firms. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that's just my frame of reference. And some law firms, for example, will only specialize in one particular area of law. Yeah. Um, where other law firms may, ha- or even lawyers may have a few different areas that they're mm-hmm, practicing mm-hmm. in. So um, specialist is somebody only doing one. The perceived, I guess, difference is that when somebody's doing only one, they would be much better at that one yeah. than a generalist who's kind of working at a lot of things. Correct, correct. What are we- yeah, because you have uh, like law firms that just do family law. Yeah. So they just do divorce, yeah. etc. You wouldn't go to them to get a patent. Yeah. You'd go to another firm, yeah. yep. right? Um, okay, so yeah, for me, very similar to what you just said, generalist versus specialist. I think... For smaller businesses in general, because you're going to be going to a smaller accounting firm, they mm. tend to be a bit more of a generalist. Like, yeah. for example, my firm, I exclusively cater to a lot of startup businesses, e-commerce businesses. When they come to me, they're looking for tax advice for their entire business, yeah. right? I can't mm-hmm. tell them that, guys, no, I just specialize in GST and HST, yeah. right? Because they, they, they need yeah. help across the board in everything, mm-hmm. Well, when you go to a bigger firm, though, like you go to a KPMG, and I remember when I used to work there, there's an entire floor dedicated to just indirect tax, so GST and HST, right? Mm -hmm. And that tends to help bigger companies because when a big company has a GST issue, it's a few million dollars, right? Well, it's a small startup that has an HST issue, it's like $5 or something like that. So the scope is very different. Um, Another example I'll use about this whole difference between a generalist and a specialist is when I worked at BMO in the investment industry, like you used to talk to a lot. I used to talk to a lot of clients and you used to, I used to categorize them into buckets as well, that this is a generalist investor, this is a specialist investor. And what we mean by that is you have investors who invest in all kinds of stocks. So any stock, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're more generalists because they, they'll look at any opportunity. But then there are investors who specifically invest in just tech or specifically invest in just oil and gas. So you would call those specialist investors. So that's essentially, I think, what the difference is between a generalist and a specialist. Your firm, as it stands today, would you say you're more of a generalist or a specialist? Um, so we take on cases. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you could tell me. We, we take on cases um, that are... In corporate law, family law, we will do, uh, we've done wills and estates, we yep. do real estate law. Um, certain laws we don't touch, right? Like injury, we don't touch. We don't touch uh, um, patent law. Mm-hmm. So those are things that we're not kind of um, going into too deeply. But these other uh, ones are the ones that we're looking at. Having said that, you could say a disproportionate amount of our revenues currently is generated through real estate law. And that's where currently all of our resources to expand and be known is kind of concentrated at. Yeah. So I would say we are generalists in the S that we can practice in a few different areas, but specialists in what we're focusing in on our resources um, to streamline, to kind of get the volume of business in as of now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say my accounting firm, Vertical CPA, same thing. Yeah. So we specialize in certain clients. So we, yeah. we go after startups and e-commerce businesses. However, the way we cater to them is in a generalist fashion. So we address all of the tax and accounting yeah. issues they have, 
but we certainly specialize in certain industries. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Do you think there's a benefit to specialization? I wanted to cover this later in the podcast, but I think it'd be appropriate now too, just yeah. in terms of your firm. Is there, like, do you brand yourself as the premier real estate law yeah. firm of whatever, Toronto? Yeah. I don't think there's a, I personally don't think there's a benefit, to be honest. Right. Um, I would want to be the law firm where somebody comes in and you're not just getting real estate done. You can get your wills done. You could do whatever and you get like the proper advice. Mm -hmm. So that's something that um, I personally am somebody who would want multiple service offerings for the clients. Yeah. Um, because once you build a relationship with a firm, the firm knows you, they've seen enough of your work, they've got more insight into you as a person, and then they can give you better solutions as to what's uh, what you should be doing in the future. Um, having said that, um, we do focus in on one just because it's better to kind of focus your... Uh, I guess not to say attack, <laughs> yeah. but it is an attack because when you're like uh, doing uh, uh, like any kind of business, you are going up against competitors. You're going up against a lot of people and you have to have resources to advertise your firm in a particular area. And the reason why I would pick a particular area is because it's better to have your resources towards one as opposed to like you stretch yourself out thin and then you collapse. Um, the other thing is, is that, the way we got into a more generalist approach was not overnight. We didn't just kind of get up and say, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. And mm -hmm. this is what like we want uh, uh, like our firm to like, uh, do, like look, look at all these uh, practice areas. It's more like we got into real estate, focus on that. There's a decent amount of uh, volume that we took in we got experience in that so we got really well but after that a while you're not really learning anything new because you've seen a lot of it you've seen enough and you know how to behave in different environments mm -hmm. so then you start picking up different yeah. areas a lot because you constantly want to be growing so then you can move into family and once you kind of look at that and you're like okay this is how this industry operates you can move into corporate corporate was easiest because like just i've been in corporate for the longest yeah but it's like it's over time that we became generalist um, in that these practice areas in themselves, people have subspecialties like corporate law. People have specialty just for like like um, uh, shareholder issues and stuff like that mm -hmm. or shareholder mm -hmm. lawsuits. Some people have it in management. Some people have it in contracts, in vendor contracts, in like um, whatever it is. Um, so the, even in corporate law or any other stuff, you some lawyers will super specialize. Um, I would say that the reason why those lawyers do that is not necessarily, I mean, there is something that you gain from that experience of staying in that field and, and you, you learn and, and you specialize and you get to know it inside out. But I feel like after some point you're done learning, but that's the thing though. Sometimes people just don't want to learn more in yeah. another field. It's not that they can't, but they're like, all right, if I just get, my time uh, is spent uh, spent on this particular type of problem, solving the same problem every day. It's fine because uh, I don't have to really worry about learning something new and figuring things out. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. Interesting. Would you say question number two then? Are most entrepreneurs generalists, or do you, would you say they're specialists? 
I think starting off, you have to be a generalist. Yeah, no, I agree. I was going to say the same. (laughs) It's impossible to specialize that early, especially as an entrepreneur. I was actually reading a book recently. It was, uh, the book is called Val Never Work. It's one Mm. of the co-founders of Netflix, so Mark Randolph. He essentially wrote the story about how Netflix came into being. Um, And he says that in the very beginning, when you're sort of starting a new company, a lot of the people that you hire, they tend to be hardworking, awesome, etc. But you know, when you're a start- startup, you can't hire somebody to just do one job. You kind of yeah. need to be a jack yeah. of all trades yeah. in the yeah. very yeah. beginning. Yeah. A lot of your team will work on marketing. They'll also work on finance all at yeah. the same time. Yeah. So you kind of need these people who are really hard workers, really passionate about the cause you're, or passionate about the problem you're trying to solve. But they're generalists. They're willing to do a few things all at the same time. And then he talks about once the company matures, however, you know, you reach a stage where then the the organization changes its structure mm-hmm. and the way it is, then you're sort of hiring very specialized folks. So then you're hiring, you know, a specific marketing person to just target digital, mm-hmm. right? A specialist uh, because you're reaching a certain size. And it's true with most organizations as well. Once you become really big, you need to hire specialists yeah. because you need to be able to focus on something, um, specialists are really good at helping you scale your business, right? Because they're just good at that one thing and they repeat it, repeat it and do it again and they become awesome at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the very beginning, you can't have a specialist. You need to be able to be somebody who's very... No, um, I couldn't valuable. agree more because um, I think about it, um, especially as our firm is taking on more individuals um, and as we are trying to bring in expertise in different areas, right? Whereas before you can hire, we, we may be thinking of hiring somebody, an external firm for marketing. Now we want to bring that talent in-house. Yeah. Right? Um, but before we want to hire an external for um, our tech development, we want to then maybe think about bringing it in-house. So there's a lot of things that you're bringing in-house, but then the issue becomes exactly what you're saying. Like, I need a graphic designer. Do I? Does our firm have... Like so much work that this graphic designer is going to be working 40 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> a law firm doesn't, right? Um, how many times are we going to redo our website? What are we like? There's, there's, there may be a lot of work in the beginning to like refine everything, but then in the long run, how much work is that person doing? Mm. Not a lot. So then you're thinking, okay, well, if you want a graphic designer, then the problem becomes what are, um, traits or abilities of graphic designers that are not about graphic designing but like other tasks around that this indiv- this role could fill yeah that, that, per- that it is practical to ask us for this individual who's coming in and and doing graphic designing to do we can't ask them to do anything they can't do bookkeeping they can't do any kind of legal work right mm-hmm. they'd have to focus in on that they can't program anything so they have to focus in on the graphic designing but we'd have to figure out what kind of, uh, t- and then to go out and find that talent is a whole different story. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. So true. So true. So, so true. yeah, a hundred percent. Like there's just no way when you're a start, uh, like firm starting off, there's, you could like find somebody to specialize, but as entrepreneurs back to like the original question, you can't specialize, man. Like, you can't. Can, yeah. Can. Yeah. I was going to say, cause eventually like, even if you look at like Mark Zuckerberg, let's say, let's yeah. take him as an example. Right, he's the CEO of Facebook, but that doesn't mean Zuckerberg is possibly the best coder in his company. I'm sure there's somebody in mm. his company who is yeah. much better at coding than he is. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's the point. A CEO isn't supposed to be the best at everything. 
they're just supposed to understand how all the pieces fit together yeah. and make them fit together. But you could hire somebody who's a specialist in a particular field who's actually better than you. And that's your job as a CEO, yeah. right? Yeah. Like eventually the person that you hire for a particular, I, I don't know, let's take even your law firm as an example. Like whoever it is that's doing intake, for example, eventually they could become faster and better at it than you could. Yeah. And that's the whole point. I don't think that's a bad thing. You as an entrepreneur, that's not your job to yeah. specialize in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're, it's for someone else to become really good at it and to drive efficiency. I, I think that's what... Uh, entrepreneurs have an issue with as their business grows. Yeah. Um, as you get further and further away from that final, like you start off doing everything, and you're overwhelmed, then you hire somebody. But then, as you're, if you're doing it right and you're hiring more people, um, you're getting further and further away from your customers, and you're focusing increasingly on your employees, your team, right, mm. and your team. And so then now you have to let. You're not necessarily. Um, I would say you are making decisions, but you're not at the same time. Because you don't know what's going on. You're actually help facilitating your employees, right, or management make the right decisions. Yeah. But they make the decisions, mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. you, right? Yeah. So often enough, even now, like I tried to, I'm like, all right, when somebody comes to me and it's like, okay, well, what do I do here? I'm like, what do you think is the right answer? You go do that, right? And it's not just like, hey, if you mess up, it's your fault. Um, it's more like... I expect you to understand all the variables here, make this decision yourself and, and bring to me um, what you think is right. And the reason I do that increasingly is also because um, I don't like if you want to grow, you need to have the right people there. You need to have accountability, but you also need to empower the people that you're working with to make their own decisions so that you can focus in on the right stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's it's so interesting. Such an interesting thing. Um so going to question number three, then, if you're early in your career, would you become a specialist? Like going back to my own career, to, to as an example, um, I started working in audit, which is actually a very specific mm. area of mm. the broader accounting field. You're focusing just on audit. You know, it's very specialized. Um, and then I specialized in an industry at that too, audit for financial institutions. Go, looking back, I don't know, like I, th I think that that was a bit early to specialize in because I didn't know what I really wanted to do. I would have preferred some sort of more of a generalist role yeah. or even some sort of a rotational program. I understand a lot of banks and companies have that, right? They rotate a lot of new hires in different departments so they can figure out which one they like yeah. and then pick that one. Yeah. I tend to find that to be much better because you get a flavor of everything and then you can specialize in one thing. But what are your thoughts on that? Would you specialize early on in your career or do you think not so much? I mean, uh, each has its like ups and downs, benefits, pros and cons. Uh, yeah. I would say... Oh, but given your personality. Because I, I guess I would, I would not want to specialize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. want to generalize. Say, I yeah. would, uh, there's no way I would be able to, yeah, like I would get bored really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I know that when I started, my first job was at Mercedes and... We did a few different things, um, even though it's kind of mostly in the finance strategy uh, department, but we did look at, like, we had exposure to accounting, we had exposure to marketing, we had exposure to product planning, all that stuff. Um, and frankly speaking, when I was done, I would try to knock in the, on the CFO's door and try to, like, see what he's doing. So I was inquisitive, and I wanted to learn, and that inquisitiveness really helped paid off later on because I was able to like even though there wasn't things that I completely understood at the time I understand now 
but yeah. I had seen them. You know what I mean? But at the same time, the reason why I would say specialty has its own benefits is because um, you learn if you if you specialize, and I'm not saying specialize in the most mundane task, but it has to have some kind of level of complexity to it. But you learn discipline, mm. right? Because working is not always fun. Working is not always entertaining. So you're able to focus in on what matters and look at like um, what you feel um, it, it, something like, for example, like if you're doing the same task a hundred times a day, you discipline your mind to really focus in on that task yeah. Right with that, with that, and not overlooking anything, but then keep working at it. That's if you're starting your own business, that's incredibly important because not everything's going to be fun. Mm. If you're looking for something that's always like, oh my god, it makes me feel good, you're going to be in trouble, <laughs> right? So it's like, and and certain times, like even with uh, individuals, like when they don't like something, they like to close their eyes and pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. Right? So if you're specializing, sometimes to that is really good. Also, I think that when you specialize, and this is this is kind of where it really kind of um, benefits people um, is that when you think you're not learning, you're actually learning. Yeah. And you find this out later on. Mm. Now, you could be spending day after day, you think you're doing the same thing. That's only because in the beginning you may have learned a little bit to, to un- kind of do the task, but then you feel like nothing is going on. Really, stuff is going on in your mind, right? But you will f- uh, figure it out at a later stage. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that, like, I think it's uh, Robert Greene has a book on mastery and stuff like that. And even, uh, what is it, Malcolm Gladwell talks about his 10,000 hours. Yeah. It's when you're learning, when even when you're not learning, right? right. But And people who are dabblers and stuff like that, they're like, only when it's entertaining, they'll, they'll do the task. But they'll never become a master. Mm-hmm. To become mm-hmm. a master at something, yeah. right? It could be a pianist. It could be a tennis player. You could be a basketball player, right? Like Kobe used to... Throw how many shots before every game? Yeah, right? yeah. I don't know. And the it was number, the same yeah. shot over and over. You're throwing the same same shot. Yeah, you're throwing a ball in a hoop over and over and over again. Michael Jordan used to work out and then go practice again because now his body is strong or whatever. And he's throwing um, this. He's throwing a ball in the hoop. That's it, right? Yeah. And it's easy to look at them and be like, "Whoa, that is so amazing!" Right? What they're doing, but it's repetition. Yeah. They've got so much muscle memory. They got so much other stuff. That it's through repetition, through that mundane task that they were able to master it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's so true. Yeah, you said a lot there, a lot to unpack uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think, but very similar to you, going back to the questions, would I become a specialist early in my career? I think early in your career, you want to be trying to be a generalist because you're still quite yeah. young. You're 22. You're trying to figure out what you want yeah. to do in your career and in your life. So it's hard to pick one field and then just stick to it. It's nice to be more of a generalist. Um, and looking back at my journey, I mean, you know this, I've held a few jobs. Like I tried accounting, mm-hmm. I tried capital markets and tech now. And I think if you just zoom out even and look at my career, yes, I've held quite a few roles, but I think I've specialized in one field that's finance and accounting. You know, that is my specialty. I understand it, mm-hmm. which is why I can sort of stay in it. And nobody can question whether I know finance and accounting because that's, that's the only thing I've done yeah. for the past yeah. decade. Credibility. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So it really adds to that. Um, yeah, I think so generalist in the very beginning. And then I would specialize. I do caution against some people. And what some people tend to do, they just focus on the next shiny thing. 
Yeah. They jump from one thing to another yeah. and they're always after the shiny thing. And I think that is an issue because yeah. you do want to focus on one thing and become yeah. really good at it. Yeah. There's a lot of value in that. No, right? I 100% agree. And that's what I kind of meant when like being able to learn early on how to have that patience to see something through. Yeah. Because a lot of time people will not and it, being able to so, sorry let me rephrase that not only see something through mm. but be able to be present while you're doing it because when you're present and you have an aware mind even though you've done this for a million time you're still analyzing what you're doing that's something that needs to be trained because you like you said you don't want to be bored and be like okay well let me go to the next shiny thing because and then you find a justification. Yeah. Whereas that didn't interest me, or that wasn't something that I like. Uh, I'm good at, or whatever that reason is. Mm. There's a lot um, of reasons that people just kind of have. When in reality, it's uh, more often than not maybe a lack of worth uh, work, work ethic, ethic. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and discipline to kind of see it through. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you definitely should have that ability to kind of. That, that's why it's kind of like a. A dicey kind of uh, generalist specialist kind of uh, conversation, just because you can't be one or the other. Especially like, for example, a startup. I would say when you're starting your business, you have to be a generalist in that you need to know accounting, right? Even if you hire other professionals, you need to be able to look at your financial statements and know where your business is going. Yeah. Right. Um, you need to have some kind of legal knowledge, right? You need to have some kind of marketing knowledge. You need to have some kind of sales knowledge. Yeah. Right. You need to have some of these. And obviously you're going to try to get other people that are assisting, right? But you need to have some kind of knowledge so that you understand it. If you're completely blind, you cannot go in there completely blind and just trust that the other person is doing it right. Um, so you need to have that as the business grows, that's when you start like thinking at like, okay, well maybe my thing should be just strategy, but yeah. you still have an understanding. Now the company overall though, when you're starting should always have, uh, a, a, a specialized kind of focus, um, for whatever product or service they're offering. Right. So you could be selling like juice, but you're not going to sell a hundred different types of juice. You're maybe going to sell three juice, three types of juices, and then, all the stuff that is involved to sell those juices, you need to have an understanding of. Yeah. So it's both specialized and gen. You're like a specialist in that you're specialized in only the juice generalist in that you're trying to figure out how to get the operations running to be a very good specialist. Yeah. I like that because as a CEO, naturally you can't be a specialist in one thing. The yeah. CEO, you, the, the buck stops with you. Yeah. You're required to understand all of the different problems that the yeah. organization yeah. faces, yeah. all of the risks, the strategy, etc. But you want to be focused in your mission and your goal because that allows you and the entire organization to focus on one thing. Yeah. Right. So that's quite important, as you say. Yeah. Uh, it needs to have a singular focus. But you, as a CEO, it's hard for you to just you know focus on one thing. Yeah. You need to be a bit of a generalist. Yeah. Um, last question before we wrap up, just wanted to talk about, so what are really the benefits of being a specialist? And we talked about one of them. We said focus, it allows you to focus on one thing, become a master at something. And that's really good, especially as you progress in your career, focus is a really good thing to have because then you really succeed at that mm. one thing. You become a master at it. You become known for something. What do you think are the other benefits of being a specialist? I go into the, into the medical field, Right. Whenever you go to the doctor, you meet a generalist type of doctor, and then they refer to a you to yeah, a specialist, yeah, yeah. right? And that's always beneficial because this person, if they're like I don't know, they're a specialist in uh, 
I don't know, your feet. <laughs> they understand your feet just like uh, better than anybody else, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that type of specialty in the medical field is quite appreciated and uh, important to have. Yeah. So, wait, what was your question again? What yeah, was the benefit? what are the benefits of becoming a specialist? Yeah, I mean, you have to, spe- like, even with law, like, you need to be able to know the subject enough to make intelligent decisions, mm-hmm. right? So, if it's, like, real estate law, you need to be able to know real estate well enough to make a good decision. Um, and if you're if you're starting off, like, like first day on the job you're not going to know anything but then there's also like okay after like three four five years how much more are you really learning yeah right? so that's yeah. that's that's the the benefit of specialization is you get to know every single thing about one topic and you're really good at it and chances are when you become really good at it you're gonna uh, develop skills that you can actually bring into other fields as well um, because, for example, and I know we're short on time, yeah. But with real estate, uh, um, you learn a lot. That when you really understand the rules, you'll understand tactics and negotiations uh, and communication, emails, letters, what you should be doing, uh, understanding how to uh, manage different stakeholders, um, getting buy-in from the, the, the people who should be making decisions. I mean, understanding, and they should have understanding of why um, the course of action being taken should be that course of action. But now you can, you can have that all under the context of real estate because you're super specialized, but chances are now I can go into other fields of law and use all of the, the those uh, transferable skills that I kind of acquired. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, even with my accounting firm, it's sort of the same thing as well. Like I cater to startups and e-commerce yeah. businesses. That's very intentional. Yeah. That was a very intentional decision because although, yes, I'm a generalist when it comes to addressing their accounting and tax issues, I am specializing in that vertical, in that industry. So I've seen one startup face an issue and it's similar to other startups, et cetera, et cetera. So that allows you to, that that specialization allows you to become a master at it and sort of use that as as an advantage or as an edge where you can market and advertise your specialty in that. Yeah, yeah. any takeaways on this topic? Final takeaways? Uh, I don't know. It's at the end of the day, no matter what you're doing, generalist or specialist, it's all about learning and having an open mind. Yeah. I, I would say... Yeah, same same here as well. Stay I mean, curious. <laughs> yeah, stay curious, stay open minded. You know, um, become a general. Being a generalist is is very important. But learn that when it comes to driving an organization towards a specific yeah. uh, objective and a, and solving a particular problem, you want to be a, a specialist and focus. Yeah, hundred percent agree. All right, well, that's it for this episode. Right. We'll uh, see you guys on the next one. Take care, guys. Take care.